What's up, everyone? Welcome to Rocktober, a celebration of one of the biggest movie stars of our time, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm Chad, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. What's up, everybody? Today, we're talking about Doom, a movie that came out in 2005. Matt, how are you doing today? You know, Chad, I am doing okay, and I'll tell you why. So today, we're recording the podcast, obviously, this evening, and you texted me saying, hey, I want to start at this time. And I was like, oh, okay. I got some things to do. First of all, number one thing to do, how to get Chick-fil-A. Because of course you do. I'm gluten intolerant. I, I'm gluten-free. So I always now get the grilled nuggies instead of the fried nuggies because the fried nuggies have gluten on them. And the girl who was get, taking my order was not very um, hospitable, I will say. She was like very like short-witted. She, you know, I'm just like, That's not like Chick-fil-A. I know. Not a single person today said my pleasure, which I was shocked Oof. at. I know you worked at Chick-fil-A, so you should know these things. Yeah. So she took my order, and, and she was like very short with me. And I'll tell you my order. It's the 12-count grilled nuggies, and then I get a large fry and a large Arnold Palmer. And then I get an extra large fry because of oh, course. Oh, two fries. Two fries because you need those. And then I get the Chick-fil-A sauce, the Polynesian sauce, and the sweet and spicy sriracha sauce, okay? I, I went over to the grocery store to pick up my groceries at HEB, which is a Texas grocery store. And I was sitting, waiting for my groceries, and I pulled out of the bag. She gave me regular nuggies and not the grilled nuggies. And I was already at away. I was already away from Chick-fil-A, so the only thing I could do was eat the regular nuggies. Oh, so, no. So, so with that being said... If I have any issues during this podcast, it's the gluten that is running through my body currently. That's not going to be good. <laughs> and also, I haven't had a, I haven't had a Chick Fil A regular nugget in like over a year. And man, it I'll tell you, it was really good. But I I'm already kind of feeling the side effects right now. So um, we'll see if I can breathe by the end of this thing. Yeah, let's hope you can. <laughs> not to be too graphic, but I get, <laughs> I get very bloated. And, um, and then also I can't breathe. You remember when that started happening, Chad? Oh was, yeah. Yeah. I thought I was dying for a hot second. Well, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I will say when I usually get uh, Chick-fil-A, I go with the Polynesian sauce as well. Mm. But recently I've been doing the Buffalo and ranch, Ooh. especially okay. with the sandwich. You dip it Ooh. in both the sauces at the same time. That's really you know, good. I will say it's fun, fun fact also about, um, Chad's family. Um, whenever I would come over and hang out with Chad, his wife would always have Chick Fil A for for uh, his daughters and her. And it's just it was an ongoing joke that every time Matt comes over, your family gets Chick Fil A. So, I mean, it's a go to staple. So it's a go to, especially in Georgia. You know, you have to get it down there. Uh, so that's how my day is going. How about you, Chad? My day is pretty good. It was just a chill day. Didn't do too much. Um, had some time to rest, which nice. is always good these days. With three kids? How's that possible? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, pretty pretty low-key day. Um, well, but I'm doing I'm doing well. Well, you watched Doom today, so I don't know how high-key or low-key that is for you. I'm interested to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. um, I'm, when we get you know, into it. Honestly, I'm interested to hear my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I honestly don't know how you're going to take it because 
ah, it's just a hard one because I feel like we might have different reactions. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I'll say there's some things I liked and there's some things I definitely didn't like. It's a mixed bag for me. Definitely not as bad as Walking Tall. Give that. And here's the hard thing. I think when we're we're comparing all these rock movies and going through one by one by one by one, um, I'm always relating the most recent movie to the movie yes. I'm currently watching. So that is what elevates it or probably lowers it. Um, so honestly, for me, anything can go up from Walking Tall. So yeah, so it's hard like- because you want to rate it. Right. From the rock perspective. Right. Because it's the Rocktober podcast. Right. But also from like a movie's perspective as well. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to mix the two because you're trying to focus on the rock, but also there might be some other good performances through other actors right. as well. Right. And so I, yeah, I think my rating and what I want to talk about, I still have Walking Tall fresh in the brain and it was just nice to not have that. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Well, let's get into it. Doom came out October 21st, 2005. Mm-hmm. It was directed by, I think his name's Andre Bartkowiak. I don't An- know how to pronounce An- it. Andre Andre Andreze Bartkowiak. That's how yeah. I was, if I he really Yeah, he really hasn't directed much, but he has been a director of photography for movies like Speed mm-hmm. and Dante's Peak. The verdict. Mm-hmm. I know recently I showed you like the first opening scene of Speed min- because you've it never was like seen it. I, dude, I got to go back and watch it now. Yeah, we need to we need to finish it together because it's it's really well. We'll talk about real- it on our whatever podcast we do after this one. So if yes. you want if you want to listen to our review on Speed, um, we'll talk about it on a podcast somewhere. I I will say it's interesting with this guy because I you know I looked him up and once again this is another director that hasn't really directed feature films and i don't know if that's like just because they're like more like unproven and these are like unproven movies you kind of have the rock who's kind of new is that why does the rock like that like i'm just very interested to know why we keep seeing these over and over but the fact that he's a pretty big dp like he worked with uh sydney lumet a lot lumet sydney lumet right yeah that's his name yeah he worked with him a lot so I'm curious to know how DP to director kind of worked, especially with the cinematography in this movie. But yeah, Doom is about space Marines mm-hmm. who are sent to investigate mm-hmm. strange events at a research facility on Mars. Mm-hmm. But then they find themselves at the mercy of genetically like enhanced killing zombie machines. killing machines kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can, I, that's the one thing I wasn't sure of because the, it's based off a video game Doom, and we yeah. get, and I'll get into that. But the the creatures that they fight, like you can't, like I don't know if they're creatures, like alien creatures, or if they're like zombie type creatures. It's it's just kind of like a mix between ambiguous both. because yeah. also like you know Samantha, you know uh, John's bro- uh, sister, you know uh, Rosamund Rose Rosamund Pike. Um, she talks about how she, they're studying these 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 skeletons and that's very those are very old on mars but then like i was like okay then how long do these zombies live for like just forever like i but i guess they've been doing i don't i don't know it's just it wasn't really fleshed out fully i I don't think yeah but like i said it's inspired by and loosely based off the video game by the same name doom 
Doom came out in 1993. It's like a first-person shooter. It was developed by id Software for MS-DOS, and it's about a player assuming the role of like a space marine. Like I think his name is like Doom Guy. Okay. You, like there's not really a backstory to like the character, but it's just all about fighting his way through these hordes of like demons and. So his name's d- not John Grimm. No, it's not. Okay. That's why it's loosely based off the game. Okay. But I, I want to get into the game because it's very important because a lot of people were upset about another video game adaptation mm. um, for good reason because Doom is one of the most significant games in video game history. Because it was the first uh, first person shooter, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's... It's cited as one of the greatest games ever made because it sold millions of copies, I think 3.5 million copies um, by 1999. Between 10 to 20 million people are estimated to have played it within two years of launch. Wow. It's it's one of those games that's been ported to like every system imaginable. Mm-hmm. I've seen people even, like videos of people hacking a Apple Watch. What? And playing Doom on their Apple Watch. Oh my yeah. gosh. How would you do that? It's so tiny. Like on this little screen over here. How would you play a first person shooter like that? But yeah, it, it's it's very popular because it kind of was the first FPS shooter that gained popularity even before Goldeneye. Oh um, boy. Don't even get me started about Goldeneye. Doom 3 was a horror game. It was the third game that they came out with and that's more what the movie takes inspiration from because it's more of a horror game. Um, It's more about the atmosphere that they were trying to capture in the movie compared to doom three. Okay. I think a lot of people have issues with it because in the movie they face off against these weird creature things, Mm -hmm. but in the game it's more about these demons from hell that he's fighting and destroying in the FPS shooter. Because what I've heard about what I've heard about Doom, I always thought it was like you're fighting the devil or something. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's a lot of demons, and that's kind of what people thought the movie would do is focus on the first one, right. but they took more inspiration from the third one, okay. which is more of like a horror type game than more of a shooter than the first one. Okay, well I've never played it. Um, I've heard about it like one time. Maybe I watched some YouTube videos, some guy talking about it. So that's that's really coming into watching this movie. The only thing I knew was that it was a video game. And I so thought, you've never played it? No, never. I, what was it on Xbox? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, like the new ones. I mean, oh, the new ones. Yeah, the new ones. Um, they they remade Doom, and then I think Doom Eternal was the new, like the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- those were all on the new newer consoles. Okay, I haven't played those, but I played the original. I heard it's scary actually. I remember, I think my brother played it. He's told me it was like a really scary game. Yeah, it's very gory. A lot of blood. Mm. A lot of just guns and chainsaws destroying demons and monsters. Uh, so that's where the chainsaw comes in in this movie. That yes. made literally no sense. Yeah, there there's definitely inspiration. I think they tried to pull in as much as they could from the game. But again, the first Doom game didn't really have like a backstory or right. really storyline. It's just about a guy going through and shooting monsters, demons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's basically how this movie came about. 
Okay. Um, and I actually have a really funny quote from The Rock. And this oh. is before the movie came out. Because oh. he's had a few quotes after the movie's come out. Where right. He doesn't really care too much for it. Or right. he kind of agrees that, yeah, it wasn't that great of a film. Right. But before the movie came out, um, he is, was asked... Is, he was already, obviously, he already... Production was done, though. Yes, they filmed yeah. it, and he was having, you know, like the promotion interviews before the movie came out. Um, right. And somebody asked him, like, why he got involved, and he said because he read the script, and he really, really loved the script. Really? <laughs> yeah, and he, he goes on to mention that he played Doom almost 15 years ago. Uh-huh. He's a big fan of the game, and when he was approached, they sent him the script. He thought, okay, this is pretty ambitious to try and frankly, he said that movies really never adapt video games really well. Yeah. Uh-huh. They make a lot of money box office wise, but you just kind of walk away. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, so he thought it was very ambitious. It was ambitious because it didn't work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny that he said they make a lot of money um, and this one actually tanked it, in the box office. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the numbers. But yeah, it, it did not do well. And on honestly any front except for the front that it was better than walking tall so that for yes. me deserves an oscar honestly you know <laughs> give it give it to it good job actually you don't deserve an oscar because anything i i mean like you could probably take one of my student films from high school and it would be better than walking tall so you can see my disdain for the movie but nothing against you Dwayne. i think you were great and we talked about that if you haven't if you haven't listened to those pod episodes if you haven't listened to last week's episode or last time's episode um go back and listen to walking tall before we talk about doom because you want to just like we did yeah. you want to make sure you want to join us along this journey yeah but also experience we want you to experience the joy of doom because we experienced it after the dread of walking tall so it's really true because the whole time i was watching it i was like wow this is so much better production wise <laughs> than walking tall in oh, every way better. possible <laughs> oh so much better my gosh i want to talk about who is in it um and then we can kind of i guess after that then we can go into my little activity slash game how about that okay yeah sounds good so we have Dwayne the rock johnson he plays sarge i thought it was interesting how when you meet him and for most of the movie you think that he's kind of the hero you know yes you're like, you're like yeah. he's the good guy you were rooting for him. And then he slowly, you can tell, like, he's kind of just a jerk, which I thought was cool. Um, so I will give props for props to do. I like the idea that I was kind of given the little okie doke there of being like, whoa, that was kind of cool how I was rooting for him. Now I kind of am not. So Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of first for The Rock in yes. this film. Yes, which you will mention, which I wrote down some because I'm like, I think that's the first. I think that's the first. It also stars... Carl Carl Urban, who um, plays John Grimm. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd? Yeah, he played Judge Dredd in Dredd. Oh, I'd never seen Dredd, so. Yeah. Man, we need to get you on more movies, Matt. More uh, the podcasts. More podcasts coming out. Uh, we'll, we'll do those. <laughs> <laughs> also in The Boys, which is a big That's, TV that show. That... Amazon, I think. Yes. Yeah, I haven't Amazon seen that show. But he plays Bones in the new Star Trek. He's Eomer in Lord of the Rings. I don't even know who that is, but I've seen Lord of the Rings. I don't know who Eomer is, though. Do you? What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know who remember. he is. I don't remember Eomer. <laughs> oh, that dude. Okay, yeah. So he plays him, Eomer. Yeah. And then he plays Vako and Riddick. And Riddick, I only remember 
because in college I was in a trailer cutting class where we had to cut, we take took movies and make trailers for them. Yeah, Carl Urban has been in a lot. So that's he played John, and then John's sister Samantha. That's obviously Rosamund Pike. I mean, you know, Gone Girl, Die Another Day, Pride and Prejudice. And then, which I thought was weird because I did not expect anyone else really of any note to be in this movie. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's a pretty good cast. I mean, yeah. considering. And it's an ensemble cast too. I mean, I feel like, you know, we were talking earlier, Chad, before we watched this and we were saying, oh, this is like our first movie where Dwayne is not. He's not like the main focus. Like they I focus on other while characters. I was, while I was watching it, I was like, no, I think, I think The Rock is pretty, until the ending. It seems like the rock is pretty much the main focus. Right. But I, I, I guess there's a sense of this film where they focus on other scenes of other characters. Yeah. 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 Where in the first few films, like he's like in every scene. Right. 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 So there's also Diobia Aparie. I could be destroying that name, pun intended, because his name is Destroyer in the movie. And here's an interesting tidbit that I found when I was. Look, researching him a little bit, he is an elevator guard in Jumanji: The Next Level. Oh, so another rock so movie. A tie-in for later. I, it seems like obviously the elevator guard is not a big part. So maybe I don't know. Maybe him and him and the Rock are friends, and he was like, "Hey, put him in this movie." I don't know. Or he was just really happy yeah. to see him there again. Like, hey, remember when we shot that movie that we kind of said wasn't good? Yeah, that was a good time. And then finally, I, I, I'm not going to name everyone because once again, it's an ensemble cast. If there's anyone else you want to point out and talk about, we can because there's a lot of people. But I also I just picked Richard Brake, who played Goat, and he was in Rogue One. He played General Merrick. Uh, he was in The Exorcist. He was in House of Cards. So he's been in a lot of things, too. So once again, like you said, a pretty pretty good cast, I would say. And I, I, And if you're casting this movie, I think, you know, I don't know if you hit the right beats or the right or the right people that are going to carry your film, but they're definitely names. Yeah. But with that, I want to go to my activity, if you're okay with that. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So my activity slash game, I guess we call it a game, really more of an activity. Um, I call it Do It Better. And by that, I'll do the Do It Better. Okay. So the the theme of this game is basically the name of the game. Do it better. So what that means is if I were to give you Doom and say, Chad, you're going to make Doom, how would you make your Doom better than what this Doom was? And that means you could cast different people. I mean, obviously, you want to have The Rock in it because it's The Rock. But you can put him in a different role if you want because what we'll talk about trivia, he was offered a different role originally. You can pick your, you pick your cast change the cinematography change your cinematographer change the director it's up to you i just i won't and i I can play along with you i can either give you some thoughts as well or what i think but i want to i just want to see if we can build a better doom than than what was given to us yeah no that's a that's a good little exercise Mm -hmm. i should I, i i thought about this earlier and i was like oh should i give him a heads up about what we're talking about so he can do some research and i was like no, I, I think it's better to to shoot from the hip and see what the, our initial reactions are. Well, I kind of loosely thought of it just 
because a lot of fans from the game mm-hmm. didn't like it. And yeah. I was like, well, what would they have liked? Right, right. If I had to change something, I probably would just focus on Doom Guy. Just uh-huh. have the one person. Okay. And maybe he's doing a lone mission by himself. So it'd be a lone protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta think of like, would I change the actor? I don't know. Like, because it's it's such a I feel like you have to put The Rock in there. The Rock would have to be Doom. I feel like The Rock would be great at being Doom Guy, though. I think he would, too. Um, especially with uh, the BFG gun right? that gets oh. in the film. So if, if we're going to go off the topic of, hey, we're just going to stick with Doom Guy, we're going to go off the 1993 video game. You know who I want would want to direct this film? Who? This might be just like a, a me thing, but I think it would be really great if you had Dwayne as, Dwayne as the uh, Doom Guy, and then you had... Ari Aster directed. Because <laughs> you got That'd be demons, interesting. You got demons. You got a little darkness. You have a little horror. You have, but also like craziness that happens. I think he could do a very good job with that. I see. I view it as a horror. I think yeah. it should be a horror. It's an action horror. I don't know. One of my one of my notes um, throughout the film, and. Uh, I'll just talk about it now is my notes said multiple. I said it multiple times that everything kind of just felt very flat. Every scene that had any sort of um, suspense or even fighting um, or they're running away from something or they're trying to uh, kill whatever it was every single time something like that happened. I didn't feel anything. There was never, I was never like really super invested in anything. And I don't know why, I don't know if that's just the way it was edited or the way it was written or the way it was just even produced. I don't know what it was, but everything to me just felt very flat. Again, it's, I feel like since coming from Walking Tall, I feel like it's another film where you just want more character development, right? more background, right, and more plot. right? And there's not really much plot in this no you get a little backstory of john walking tall yeah (laughs) yes more than walking tall Mm -hmm. but you start that you start to see little glimpses of it towards the end of the film i feel like they um introduced a lot of information yeah at the end i'm trying to explain like how where these creatures are coming from like why they're changing different uh, chromosomes and all that Mm -hmm. but honestly i would have focused it more on the horror aspect of right. it kind of like alien if mm-hmm. you've oh, seen alien yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was kind of made to be action heavy and kind of campy at the yeah. same time but it couldn't really de- like determine Dude. which one it wanted to focus on right <laughs> none of the characters were relatable or you cared much for them at all i think no. the only one i actually cared for is the brother and sisters like right. samantha and john later uh-huh. You like so I said Ari Aster. You think there's a director that you think that might do it better? Do you think that there's a way to shoot it that it wasn't shot? I really, I really like Alien. Aliens too is more. So you're saying Ridley line. Scott? So you're saying Ridley Scott is who? You well, I do. I'd say you're Ridley Scott or David Fincher did mm. Aliens. Ooh, David because Fincher. Aliens, Aliens is more of the action alien movie where it's it's kind of similar to this where a group of uh, mercenaries come in to uh, take care of the aliens. That would actually be kind of a David Fincher, a David Fincher doom. That would be kind of cool. 
I th- I think what honestly I changed is I think it was made at the wrong time. I mm-hmm. think if it was made today, it would actually do better. You have to realize around that time, these R-rated movies that mm-hmm. were video game adaptations yeah. weren't well well received. Yeah. That being said, I did enjoy the practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think they should stick with practical effects. Um, obviously, CGI has gotten better, so I do think they could use CGI for certain uh creatures and yeah, stuff i watched the i watched the behind the scenes video about um how they did the monsters and how they weren't cgi and it's pretty wild i mean they they built basically made these full body casts for these actors and they would just wear them and then the the one actor who was in the suit had like an earpiece in and the director would give him direction through the earpiece i think it's pretty cool i mean the fact that they because even dwayne johnson the rock talks about it in the behind the scenes stuff is that he liked the idea that it wasn't super CGI, uh, CGI heavy. I mean, yes, there's some really bad CGI in this movie, but a lot of it was practical, which is yeah. good. So you would say, so you would say Ridley Scott or uh, David Fincher, and you would keep the rock. You'd stick to the doom guy, make a more of a 1993 film. Any, uh, would there was something you would do with the cinematography that would kind of, uh, would you make it a POV? Like, would you have like, you know, they have that scene at the end. It's like straight POV for like 45 hours. Um, would you do something <laughs> like that? Uh, no, not the whole film. I think it was perfect to add that scene in at the end. Yeah. I would still keep that. I think it could be, be done a lot better mm-hmm. today. That that part seemed a little too CGI-ish yeah. for me, but it was really cool at the same time. So how much budget do you think you need for your film? I actually think less than what this budget <laughs> used. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is I think I would strip everything back and make it more grounded Yeah, and and focus on just the main character going through, I guess, the depths of hell with all these demons and just focusing on him and how he has to get past these guys. But I think you could weave in a story there because I think that's what people want from doom. But this movie just went completely off yeah, the rails for sure. in terms of <laughs> what it was supposed to be and what, or what people thought it was going to going to be. It's, it's hard because the fans want to be like Supportive. one for one. Yeah. No one for one, like the game, oh, but at the yeah. same time, the game was, made so long ago back mm-hmm. then games didn't really have storylines right. or story arcs right it's just all about the action right so i mean they kind of you know did their own thing i just don't think it was right but i think your movie would be great i'd go see it chad i already know you're a great filmmaker so i mean you can make yourself directed if you want to i mean this is this is your this is your exercise not mine i think i would pick other things to direct honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> this kind of goes into what i was going to um, say about my initial reaction mm-hmm. my initial reaction because i i think i have seen this film once before it's kind of like walking tall mm-hmm. but the very first time i i heard the score mm-hmm. i was like i know this this music uh-huh. you want to know why why because you've seen my film back when i was in middle school that i made oh no way <laughs> yes no way so I actually used three of the tracks from this film in my film, The Copperidge Killer. That is, oh my, that's amazing. That's the best fact I've heard. And it's funny, you know, back then, like, you couldn't, like, there's not a lot of sites that had, like, royalty-free music. Yeah. As a kid, I'm just I'm just searching the internet, yeah. trying to find music 
that is kind of like eerie. And I found, and I came across the score for doom and I was like, Oh, these tracks would work. So I just ripped, ripped them off LimeWire, <laughs> threw them in there. Okay. Can I, Chad, can you give us some backstory on copper, copper Ridge killer for, for everyone real quick? Yeah. So back in the day when I started making movies with my friends, our neighborhood of friends, we just got a video camera during the summer. We started making films. This is kind of how I got into filmmaking. It was the end of middle school we just decided, hey, we're going to make a horror film. And it is an amazing film. Is it on YouTube, Chad? It's not on YouTube, is it? It's not on YouTube. Oh, it's, it's in my personal vault. <laughs> but I will say that this... So Chad and I, when we first became friends, we used to work together. And we were at an event where we basically had to work like 80 hours one week. And Chad and I spent a lot of time together. And we had a lot of downtime while videos were exporting and we were waiting for approvals and stuff. So we just hung out and talked. And Chad showed me his catalog of films he made when he was a kid. And Copper Ridge Killer, to this day, is my favorite. Oh, really? (laughs) Maybe that's why the movie for me was so familiar and so near and dear to my heart is because i was like wow subconsciously my my brain was going to copper ridge killer yeah it's it's specifically like the music track that uh plays when john is like kind of having like these flashbacks memories yeah those yeah. audio flashbacks yeah yeah and it's a very very eerie i will mention that the composer is clint mansell which okay. he's he's a really um, well-known composer. He's okay. he did Requiem for a Dream, oh, The Fountain, okay. uh, Black Swan. Oh, okay, very good. Um, so th- I actually really enjoyed the music score in this. I love that. Um, my initial reaction was, I've already said it. It was better than Walking Tall, but uh, you know, I think with this movie, I think there are things I liked about it, and there's things I definitely didn't like about it. Um, but what I will say is. I think it was a fun time. Like I think I enjoy. Like I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I knew it was a bad movie. I knew it wasn't like a sound movie. And I'm I I didn't come from the game, so I'm not basing off anything of that. So for me, I wouldn't say it was terrible. I would say it was not good. But I, I at the same time, I liked. I just enjoyed myself. And I think a lot of that had to do with what we're going to talk about is the rock and his turn in it and kind of seeing his acting chops evolve a little bit. I went into it knowing it was bad, uh-huh. but I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually had a fun time watching it too. I thought it was actually, like I said, well done in the practical effects, mm-hmm. um, the environments. Mm-hmm. It, it just had like this desolate feeling, yeah. like ominous tension. Yeah. And it just had a lot of adrenaline. It reminded me a lot of Alien, but mm-hmm. if Alien just kind of had the adrenaline pushed way up. I wish the suspense was better because it could have re- it could have really landed. If it was like Alien, it would have really landed. And I just didn't feel it yes. landed. But let's so those are initial reactions. Let's get let's get into a little I guess I guess we can dive a little deeper into the film about maybe some scenes we liked or things we we liked or didn't like or and I'm just gonna look through my notes a little bit. I think I think that there is some things that, you know, when I'm watching I write down, I'm like, oh, that just sticks out to me, so I need to write it down. I thought the music choice in the beginning was those all that time, every time they played rock music or like metal music, yeah. I thought it was a really weird choice. Every Heavy time. metal. 
I feel like I feel like it was just a really weird choice every time. So like for me, even right out of the gate, when the first thing you see, you see the Mars thing. You see, the, well, I thought that was cool. I thought the Universal logo going into Mars. Yeah, was cool. That was cool. Yeah, I, I like cool. when they do that with the logos. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but then it kind of is like people running and scared, and there's like this rock music over or this heavy metal over it. And I'm like, what is, what's happening? And then you see like one of the only CGI moments of the film. When he, when he like breaks that door and you're like, oh man, is this going to be the whole film? All this awful CGI. But my also after watching it, my thought is, I know it was made in 2005, but it feels like it was made in the 90s. I don't know why. To me, it felt like a 90s film. I think it's because of the practical effects. Maybe. Yeah. Because like that first scene you see the arm severed in the door and it's just like right off the bat. It's a, it's a gory film. Uh They're just going to show all this blood. Mm -hmm. The first time you see the rock, he's just sitting with like his shirts off. And I'm like, why, why is his shirt off? Like (laughs) did did they, they they had to get the Semper Fi tattoo on his back. That's true. They didn't need the Semper Fi tattoo. Uh, I guess that does, does say something about his character. I actually kind of forgot they had that scene in there where you meet all these people. It's a very weird scene it at the beginning. Very, it's a very weird scene. I'm, you don't know where you are. You never also, <laughs> also the guys playing some like handheld video game. Yeah, and that looks like it's from the nineties, yeah. even though they're supposed to be in the future. Yeah, it's like twenty. It's like twenty forty six or something. Twenty forty something. I don't know. Twenty six or something. Like no, twenty twenty six is when that when it happened, and then it said like. So it's either further you, in the future. Further in the future from that, I think. Like I said before, I think The Rock's character, I think he plays his character very well. I think that he's likable in the beginning. Like most, he's the most likable, I feel like, because he's the leader. And something I wrote in my notes too, I was like, Rock is a good leader. I'd follow him. I'd follow him too. Yeah. So I think he was believable, which is good. We need to talk about the monkey jump scare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, talk about the monkey jump scare because I was like, was that supposed to be a jump scare? Because I didn't jump at all. But they did two monkey jump scares. I think I'm talking about the second one. In oh, the when he vent- goes up, ventilation. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew something was going to happen because uh-huh. he mo- he moves the vent out of the way yeah, and he yeah. slowly puts his head up. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, here comes the jump scare. Yep. And then it was a monkey, <laughs> and I thought the reaction from the guy was hilarious. I, I laughed. Yeah, said, yeah. So like, yeah, what because you- he's just like shooting the machine gun like, up ah, into the vent. Yeah. <laughs> that was. I was funny. like, it's just a monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was funny though, and I I thought it was funny how he has that that little minigun with him, and it's just like comically yeah. just comically carrying around this minigun, comically huge, comically such huge. a big gun. Um, but no, the first monkey jump scare is when they when they're walking around and he like whips his flashlight on one of the cages, and it's the monkey. It's like, Argh! and <laughs> I'm like, oh, the monkey jump scare. I thought that was funny. Okay, this is a question I had too during the whole movie. And maybe that's just based off of seeing, you know, zombie movies and the assumption of, of them. But it just, I'm like, why is everyone so stupid, right? Like, it yeah. seems like people are getting attacked and they're just bringing them to the affirmatory every time. It's like, don't you have any knowledge of what's going to happen? Like, they're going to come back. And then when they did come back, they still kept bringing dead people to the infirmary. <laughs> I'm like, why you keep bringing them here? Leave them. Stop bringing yeah. them. They're going to turn. How do you not understand this yet? 
especially when the, like the one guy wakes up and he's just like running at the glass wall yeah, and yeah, starts yeah. banging yeah. his head. Yeah. They're just staring at him like, I know. should we help him? <laughs> I'm like, no, this guy's out to get you. Oh my. No, he actually wasn't, though. He was killing himself. He, he was killing himself because he didn't want to turn. Exactly. But people are really stupid in this film. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only one who kind of was just like, asking all the questions was Sarge. Like the rock was just like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) And nobody would give him an answer. He kept like asking Samantha, explain all this to me. And she's like, I don't know. We're not researching on, on these types of people. So I think, like I said, I think the rock honestly was the best part of this movie. Cause I, I really enjoyed seeing him. Well, it's also funny because we were, we talked about Roger Ebert last time with, um, walking tall and Roger Ebert specifically said, he could never see really The Rock being a villain. And the next movie, he's a villain in it. Which I enjoyed. I was like, oh, that's cool to see. Like, you you think he's going to be the main like, right. protagonist, mm-hmm. and he ends up being the main antagonist at yep. the end, which so is he, pretty cool. He shifts there. So that's his first. He also, I, th- I think it's his first R-rated, R-rated film, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's his first F-bomb, from what I can remember. Yeah. A few f bombs. A few f bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so a movie of first for Dwayne. Yeah, I don't know. I think that the the tongue thing was really interesting. How they have so in the movie you have to apparently they have to put their okay that wasn't explained. If you maybe you can explain it to me better, but they describe it as if you have inherent bad in your ten percent of bad qualities, bad yeah. qualities, you will turn into a monster, right? But why so I guess that makes sense if most of the military guys were just terrible people. Why is the tongue, like, you know, they shoot their tongue at people. Why does it only, like, they're not, not everyone is getting tongued in the movie. But they're still turning, <laughs> they're still turning bad, though. So it seemed like the tongue thing was almost unnecessary. No, I think the tongue was when they, like, really turn into those creatures. And the other people who were getting infected were just... In really bad shape, basically. Like okay. they didn't fully turn. They were just so they won't turn if you don't. If you don't get the tongue, you won't turn. Yeah, if you don't get the tongue, you won't turn. That's like a makeout. I think that's like a makeout. <laughs> I guess it makes more sense. Didn't really flesh that out. And you know, I wanted to mention too because they, like we said, they talk about if you have that. There's that ten percent of your ten percent of your brain that's like untapped, and people think that's where the soul is, and. If you have bad, then you'll turn into a monster or whatever. And I'm like, what are the odds that you have this many people that are just bad? Yeah. Like, are the monsters just really lucky that they keep picking people that are really bad? They just happen to have these bad guys in the, in the area. So they're like, oh, great. We could just turn them. <laughs> great. In Mars, by the way, which we never see ever again, except for the big opening credits. Except for that one. Well, they had that one shot. Oh, Yeah. Of John looking through like the window blinds, but that right. was like I appreciate that because that sometimes you just assume oh they're just underground, but it yeah. seems like they're kind of like in this quarry on Mars. Yeah. It looks like, but so I know they didn't really flesh his backstory out too much, but his parents they lived there, like they were grew up there. That's what I was confused about. I think him and his sister grew up there with his parents and something happened to his parents, but they don't really explain like, was it an accident? Was it one of these creatures that got him? But it didn't seem like the creatures existed then because he he doesn't know anything. His sister doesn't know anything. So 
That's why I was yeah. confused. And because the, the rock, when the rock comes in or Sarge comes in, he's like, is this where it happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he doesn't go into it. He just yeah. uh, So it. something I did write down, the rock's lines in this movie actually are kind of kind of BA sometimes. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like he has some really good transitional lines multiple times in this movie. Like he always says something that's like super like, yeah. And then it cuts to the next scene. He definitely has those like one liners that are like push push the transition to the next scene. Yeah. Which and I they wrote I, it. I liked. They yeah. wrote it for him. They're like, yeah, Dwayne is gonna kill this. They're like, we know that he's gonna kill this. And he did. So um I thought that was funny. Um there's a actually there's surprisingly a lot of trivia for this movie. I don't know if you saw that, but there there is a lot. I did, yeah. Uh, first, like I mentioned earlier. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was actually offered the role of John Grimm first, but he chose the role of Sarge because he thought it was more interesting. Yeah, which I think speaks to him wanting to play a villain. Right. And I think he's, he read the script and he was like, yeah, I want to play a villain. I want to play something different. He's like, get this walking tall off me. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, the first person shooter scene took 14 days to shoot. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, that's intense. I was there. There were some really cool ideas in that, um, especially like once he turns, and it goes to uh, the eye, and then he it goes to the eye, and then it transitions into the POV. Yeah, they they do that shot where he walks up to the mirror. It's like yeah, one yeah. of those cool mirror tricks um, shots where he's actually on stage. Yeah, and he's <laughs> he's kind of miming through yeah. the mirror. I, Which I is thought, really cool. I thought the FPS scene was cool. I mean, I thought Dwayne was done at that point because he, you think he dies, so you're like, oh, yeah. I guess I kind of have to can half pay attention now to the movie because Dwayne's not in it anymore. Uh, I'm kidding, but I, uh, I think that that scene went on for far too long. Yes, that's where I said like I feel like if it was done today, that scene could be a lot better. Yeah, I think at the time it was well done, but there's a lot of jump cuts yeah. like random jump cuts throughout yeah. like because it's not one full continuous take yeah. which i think they could do today yeah. so that took 14 days to shoot um the locker that the bfg is stored in is designated idkfa which this is an in-game cheat code that gives the player all keys full weapons and ammo oh that's cool but i want to ask you specifically about this as well that Two working, in parentheses, vibrating, BFGs were created for the film. Both were kept by Dwayne. Yeah, I actually read about that, too. He said in an interview that it one was really heavy. Okay. Because it, it was a big gun that he had to carry around. But then the scenes where he had to run with the gun, they yeah. had to make it really light. Yeah. So that's why they had two versions of the gun. Ah, that's smart. The end credits, uh, when the cast member's name appear on the screen... The only ones not shot or blown up are the ones who survived the movie. Yeah. Those those end credits, those were cool. They were cool. I, I really like when movies do something interesting with the end credits. And yeah. that was paying more homage to the game. Yes. And lastly, I know, Dwayne, you probably don't want to hear this, or it's probably for the best, but Vin Diesel was offered the lead role, but turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> The beef with the Vin beef. Diesel. The beef. So I thought that was interesting too. I think that would have been a worse movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Let's sorry, just, sorry, let's, Vin Diesel. No, let's just crap on Vin Diesel. I mean, this is the Rock podcast. We got to crap on Vin Diesel, right? I feel like that's part of it, right? Yeah it 
it was a better choice going with the rock. But also I want I want to ask you one more thing to I guess, you know, thinking about it, the arc, so the whole idea of the arc, right? I still don't understand. I still don't understand. Are you talking about how they got there or just why the arc is there on Mars? Ye both. <laughs> I thought it was actually pretty cool how they got there. I guess in the distant future, they figure out a way to teleport from Earth to. But you'll throw up. Yeah, that yeah you throw up or you lose your half of your body. Yeah, half your body. Kinky. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just established that the Ark is there. They've established themselves on Mars, and they're just excavating Mars to find out if anybody's lived there in the past. And it's shown that there has been skeletons that have been there in the past. So it just feels like a community that was built on Mars just to research Mars. And I guess they found signs of life and they wanted to figure out more about them. But I don't know if that's where these creatures have come from, or is it because of the arc that they created? Like because they, they found people with extra chromosomes and they took those chromosomes and tried mm. to add it to humans today. Clearly the arc is used to transport. That's how they got to the, to the U S too. So it's really not explained well because no. I don't know if it's humans that lived on Mars way in the past. Right. That had extra chromosomes. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. where the, that happens. Like, are they I don't think, like aliens? I don't know. I don't think it matters, I guess. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, just like critic review, box office, that kind of stuff. Because as we're tracking through the Rocks movies, we also kind of want to see, I think, where it stands in the box office and how it's perceived kind of tells us how The Rock is being perceived as well. So Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert, who we always go back to, he actually doesn't say anything much about it. Mean, he has a whole blog about it, and he talks about what he thinks about it. He doesn't like it. He gives it one star. This is, That's the lowest rating. That is worse than Walking Tall, I will say, tell you. But he doesn't mention about The Rock or Rock's, The Rock's um, acting chops or that he was a villain even this time, which I was, I was hoping he'd tie it back, but he doesn't. But it was, like we said before, it was a box office flop. The budget was $60 million, which is a lot. And overseas, uh, domestic box office was only $28 million. And overseas box office was only $27 million. So they did not make their money back. Bomb. The crazy part is that's, that's two flops for The Rock in his first f- three, four films. Which yeah. I don't know if that says anything about The Rock and the choices of his films or just what kind of movies he's geared to, but that's two flops. I'm kind of shocked. I thought that if it had The Rock in it, it would just be like stellar, you know, box Well, office. it's interesting because of the quote I said at the beginning, uh, how he thought that most video game adaptations, you know, make a lot of money. Yeah. And this one doesn't. <laughs> and like you've said, no one likes it. I mean, it gets an 18 on Rotten Tomatoes which is actually, I think, worse than Walking Tall has. And a 16 on top top critics for um, for it. But I don't remember. I honestly, I honestly think people are too harsh on it. Yeah, I, think, I think so too. I think it gets a bad rap because at the time it came out, people were like, Doom, like they have a hardcore audience for yeah. people who really like the Doom franchise. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people expecting a Doom movie, they expected something better right 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 or just they expected something more in their minds and they that's kinda, why we played the game do it better everyone is probably playing that game do it better they're like i could do it better yeah 
And and that's why I bring it up again. I think it was just made at the wrong time because I do think if it was made today, they could do a better job. I don't know if it would have The Rock. I think The Rock would still be perfect for mm-hmm. a role in the film. But I do think it would be more well-received in today's audiences yeah. than back in 2005. Yeah, I honestly think it it still captures the like spirit of doom. Yeah. Just not the original, I guess is what fans wanted. Right. Is more of doom three. Okay. But I do think it does a good job with the production of it. Yeah. It it just falls flat with the plot and, and character development. Yeah. Um, something the rock said, um, the film was so poorly received that while inducting his father and grandfather into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2008, The Rock joked about having made it. <laughs> so I guess he heard it too. I think he just, he got on the trend of like, yeah, it's bad. I yeah. might as well just go along with Lean it. Lean into it. But I will yeah. say, just talking about how this impacts, you know, going back to The Rock, this is The Rock Tour podcast. I think it only helps. Once again, I think it's another notch under his belt. I think that, you know, he plays kind of a complex character. I mean, not really complex as in, backstory but complex as in he's playing kind of two different roles you know originally when he starts you're meant to like him and you're meant to follow him and he's the leader and you're going to root for him and then he kind of turns and kind of comes a little psychotic and psycho and wants to kill everyone and then he's a villain and you know so i think that for me especially for me back in 2005 and i was of a, a production company or, or a producer or a director, you know, and I saw this, I would say, okay, I can see that he has even more than what he's shown us before. He's shown us action, obviously, and Scorpion King and the rundown and walking tall. He's shown us that. And he showed us comedy in the rundown and he showed us, you know, just, I guess, really action and Scorpion King and walking tall. But now, now we can see more acting chops, you know, with, with being a villain, being, having some grit, having, being able to be versatile. I think that's only expounding his resume so that he can do more films and become even a bigger star to bigger films, which we will see um, coming down the line. And he likes to pick roles that stick out to him. And I think this is, was a role that stuck out to him because he has never played a villain other than if you, if you count mummy returns, I don't really count that. I don't count that. I mean, you start to see the layers of him being kind of like a terrible person and mm-hmm. then being taken over by the creature. Mm-hmm. I think he, he likes to pick roles that he wants to play based on different ways that he can act. And right. I think you see that in the rundown. Mm-hmm. You kind of saw it in Walking Tall why he picked the project, right. which I understand. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, with Doom, I, I completely understand why he chose this film, yeah. and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, so is there anything else before we get into our electrifying movie meter? Um, is there anything you want to mention, talk about, bring up? Yeah, I will say uh, he does have the same stunt actor, his okay. cousin, again in this film. Once again. He did say he didn't actually do that much because oh. The Rock actually did most of his stunts in the film. Wow. I guess... He said he kind of filled in on certain shots, especially the end fight scene. I, d- I do want to talk about that. Yeah. And how he was like thrown through a wall. I think that's the biggest stunt his cousin did for okay. him as a stunt double. But most of the stuff, like we talked about Walking Tall, he just wants to be in camera with right. those stunts. So you see that it's actually he him. Did, he did that flip up again. 
too. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. So like that, that, and that front flip because over his head he, he flips him, him over and yeah. throws him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. The, yeah. the stunt coordinator, um, I forget his name, but he's a stunt coordinator for the matrix. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So you could see that they had some cool stunts going on, especially like the, the wire work, um, because they had the superpowers at the end, like jumping yeah, <laughs> a yeah. lot and throwing. Um, and but I, I did enjoy that. And then we saw zombie rock at the end too. You know, zombie he, rock. Yes. When he turned his, and then he, he, he gets that metal and he wraps it around his hand and he like punches him. And I guess that's where the superpowers come in is when John is able to bend the metal and give back to him. Maybe that's where I think, I think John like slowly learned that he had like, these powers yeah maybe so like initially when he wakes up he's just like huh? he's yeah. filled up on adrenaline he's like let yeah. me just shoot all these people but yeah. now he's he's just strong i think we should move to um the most electrifying movie meter and uh see where we lie uh i'll read them i'll just you know for i know you everyone out there has been listening to us now for couple episodes three four episodes you already know the deal but i just want to give you a refresh and i want to know what you think we think on this movie but um we have number one which is it doesn't matter it doesn't Um, matter we have number two which is shut your mouth shut your mouth number three you smelling what it's cooking number four it's a smackdown and the coveted number five spot, the jabroni beaten pie eaten hell raisin trail blazing movie champ. That's the coveted spot. I don't know if anything's gonna ever get there. It might. Chad, I do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, what what uh what we're rating it? Yeah, I am going to rate it two. Shut your mouth. Okay. Um, funny enough, I just I get every time. I don't want to feel like I'm copying you every time. But we're having I'm, the same rating every I'm movie. Also, I'm also I before you give your reasoning why I just want to say it, I also rated it a two. Um, a, a shut your mouth. Um, and I just while watching it, that was the feel I got. But I want I want to hear what what you have to say about it. Yeah, I kept going back and forth between shut your mouth and you smelling what is cooking because mm-hmm. I saw glimpses of it being better. Yeah, but at the same time. There was a lot of rough patches throughout yeah. the film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and I guess it's hard because we are comparing all of these movies yeah. against each other. When I look back at The Scorpion King, The Scorpion King was just a fun movie. I really enjoyed it, and I felt like that it it carried somewhat of a plot. Mm-hmm. Yes, more yeah. so than these other films. Yeah, I also think like it was really well designed in terms of the set direction and and even like the uh, special effects they use and that and that one scene of the pov was really well done too yeah it could be a little bit better on my rating but at the same time i don't think it's as terrible as a lot of people think it is and especially looking at walking tall i don't know how walking tall is better rated than this when you watch them back to back. I don't know. I don't know. Specifically, the production value in both films. Doom is so much better in that. It actually it feels like a Hollywood film where Walking Tall film Didn't. seems like a student student film. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so that's my rating. I, I like it more than most people. And I think it's a fun action, good time, but it's nothing to, um, really remember. I'm not going right. to say, Hey, go watch this film. Other than if you enjoy watching the rock or listening to the rocktober. Right. Exactly. I gave it a two just because kind of really where you landed on almost anything, everything, but I will say I, I had a fun time. Like I said before, I had a fun time and, um, I wouldn't say it was uh, movie wise, pacing wise, I, character driven character written wise. I, I don't think it was great, but I still had a good time walking, walking tall. I did not have a good time. So, um, with that, I think that it was a two. I was also leaning kind of two, three. I'm like, I don't know which one it gets, but I think it sits underneath the Scorpion King. And that's kind of my benchmark for a three is like right smack dab in the middle. And like you said, this movie had flaws, but I think like, like we talked about Dwayne did a good job. The rock did a great job of just kind of playing the character. I had fun watching him play the character. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I don't know if I'd watch it again necessarily, um but i'm glad i watched it you know it's not like i regret yeah. i'm not like i regret regret that hour and 40 minutes i took out of my life to watch yeah. it so yeah i'd give it a two i give it a shut your mouth and uh <laughs> i think that's our first shut your mouth right for both of us yeah we're mixing we're throwing a, we're, we got a we got a one we got a two we got a three and we got a four actually yeah so we just need that five we need that five it's got to come in somewhere and will it be southland tales chad uh, I don't know anything about it. You clearly don't know anything about it either, like you said. Um, I don't. We will find out. And guess what? You all will find out with us. And I'm so excited to continue taking you along this journey of Rocktober. It's been so far, I just want to say that I've had a blast watching these films. These are the first time watching any of these. It's really my exposure to The Rock. And uh, I'm just glad to be on this journey with you, Chad, and with all you listening. So I just want to say thank you for that. Well, I think that about wraps it up. And I just want to say, come on, you can't really name a truck after a chick. All right, see you next time. See ya. Hey guys, Chad Matt here again. I just wanted to thank you all for listening to the Rocktober podcast and following along with us. I just want to remind you that you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at RocktoberPod. Go on there, give us a follow, share our content, engage with us, send us a DM, send us a tweet. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your opinions. If you don't agree with our, our, our movie meter, or if you do, or anything in between, we'd love to hear you. So we just want to thank you for your support. And also with that, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you give us five stars. It always helps our algorithm and get us up there. So maybe we can get the rock on our podcast one day. So once again, we thank you so much and we hope you have a rocking day. See you later, guys.